0: Good morning, welcome to the Courageous Coaching Podcast. I just wanted to have a talk to you today about weight loss. Uh, This is something that's on a lot of people's minds at the moment with the weather warming up. There's a lot of stuff out there about different challenges, different weight loss challenges, and I've been having some really good conversations in the last couple of weeks with people that have asked me some really good questions about weight loss. So I thought that I would just answer them here in case you may have been thinking the same thing. Now, just to give you a little bit of background about me and my experience with this. So for the last 15 years, I have been in the health and fitness industry in my role as a sports therapist. I've worked with various um, different elite sporting bodies from Olympic athlete sports to paid professional sports. Um, So over that time, I've been privileged to work as a part of a team. So I've worked with a lot of sports dietitians, I've worked with nutritionists, I've worked with naturopaths.
1: So even though
0: I'm not qualified in those particular areas, I've definitely learned a lot. And I do liaise with the people that I have in my network that are qualified in those things quite frequently. So I do refer out quite a bit.
1: Um,
0: And with my coaching career for the last five years, How I actually got started was because of my background in health and fitness, a lot of people were coming to me specifically with wanting help with their health and and weight loss. And there's a few things that I've learned along the way as to why people don't actually reach their weight loss goals. So that's what I wanted to talk into a little bit today. So, you know, one of the questions that I was asked last week by a colleague actually was about is weight loss the same for everyone and easy for everyone and the very simple answer to that is no it's not because it depends on how that weight was gained in the first place and you know that's a very key component to losing it you know people gain weight for so many different reasons for some it could be through injury for some yes it could be through childbirth for others it could be illness for others it could be because they've had um an emotional trauma of some sort or um, you know and this might trigger some people so if you are triggered by any of the content of this podcast please um, reach out to your closest helplines. but you know I've definitely had experience with women especially who have had weight gain because they've had some sort of abuse happen in their life and it's been a protection mechanism so Really, to help somebody with weight loss, you've got to understand all of those intricacies as to how weight was gained in the first place, because that does make a difference to not only how quickly they're able to reach the goal that they're really wanting to reach, but also how to set, um, you know, a realistic framework around what support services they're going to need. You know, it's not as simple as you know, eating the right food and going to the gym. So somebody that's recovering from a trauma like that, you know, it does require coaching, it may require a social worker, it may require a psychiatrist. So there's various other um, health professionals that may need to be included in somebody's weight loss journey. Um, so what I've, what I've found myself, for example, um, after my first two children, I put on 26 kilos. So if you've ever seen any photos of me you would kind of look at that think, "How? I can't, can't imagine 26 kilos being on this woman." Um, but that was definitely my reality, and you know, it took me 18 months to to really lose that weight and get back to my normal self. And I was okay with that because I've always worked out and trained and valued my health, and I've done it because it's been good for my self-care. Um, and especially after having children, like taking that time out at the gym was just my time to just be me and have, you know, that 60 to 90 minutes of headspace that was all just mine. I could switch off. I didn't have to think about anything. I could just get into my zone and do things. What I found after having my now six-year-old um, was the same things that I was doing after I lost the weight the first time around weren't working. So by the time baby was six months old and I didn't start back at the gym until then, until I stopped breastfeeding, um, I shifted a few things and it only took me three months to lose the weight because I already had a good platform of what to do. Um, So I've definitely helped women in that sense. So losing weight after baby, um, you know, a lot of women put a lot of pressure on themselves to do it a lot faster. but it's not quite as complicated to lose weight after baby as it is, you know, if you've had a trauma or an illness. Um, you know, speaking into injury, you know, I had last year a, a back injury, so I was flat on my back for a few months. Like, I put on close to 10 kilos, but because I know my body, I've got to know my body over such a long period of time. I know what works for my body to be able to release that when I'm in a position to do so. Um, You know, so that was getting out of pain and, you know, getting my mindset right and getting through the frustrations. So those are kind of the easy ones, you know, and also for the people that just eat shit and don't exercise and don't value their health, um, typically they all do want to achieve a weight loss goal, but often because they don't value their health to begin with, they're not as likely to reach it because there's no tie-in back to what they truly believe. So, you know, that can be a lot more of a stop-and-start scenario. Um, Yeah, and with the people that have, you know, any sorts of of trauma behind it, it's really working with that person on that mental stuff. So when I have clients... um, that I'm working with, you know, because I'm holistic, I do work with key seven areas of life, and one of them is physical health. So when I'm working with clients in that area of physical health, um, you know, we've had quite a few that stop and start because they find that they're actually not ready to confront those traumas. They're not ready to really heal through that yet, and that's totally okay. It's just understanding that about yourself and being okay with it and not beating yourself up because you don't look like everyone on the Instagram photos. So, you know, if you are sitting there right now and you've got a bit of a goal around weight loss, here's what I would encourage you to do. Firstly, find a picture of yourself at any point in your life where you felt the best about yourself. Where you looked at yourself and you're looking at that photo and you go, do you know what, I really loved myself then. I felt so good, I was healthy, I was happy, I loved the size that I was. Find that photo and make that photo your goal. And the reason I say that is because that's a version of you that you've already been before. So therefore, you can get back to that. Yes, it might take you time. Yes, it might mean that you have to do things differently with your lifestyle. It might mean giving up a few shitty healthy habits that you have at the moment. Um, But are all of those things worth it for you to feel that way again? You know, So that's what you should be aiming for is that best version of yourself. Don't look to try and be like an image you've seen off Instagram because if you've never looked like that before in your life, it's not to say that you can't, but it's gonna be a lot harder slog than trying to achieve something that you already have. And to build your confidence up, once you achieve something that you've already been, then you can look at that other goal where it's like, you know what, one thing I've always really wanted to be was like that. I'd love to see just how far I can push my body. I'd love to see, you know, how much lean muscle I can have. I'd love to see if I could look like one of those bikini models. My body's never done that before, but I'd love to give it a shot. You know, aim for those sorts of things once you've reached something you've already been. And I hope that that makes sense for you. And if it does, feel free to contact me through the Facebook page, um, you know, my number is on the Facebook page. I'm more than happy for you to give me a call and leave me a voicemail message. You know, I'll definitely call you back. I do offer half-hour free phone consults for initials anyway, so, you know, that service is there for you. I'm here to help. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the nuts and bolts of my take on weight loss. You know, it's certainly not as simple as clean up your diet and go to the gym, it's, it's one element of it and i don't believe in cutting food groups if you've got a medical reason why you have to then that's something that we definitely consider into what an ideal approach for you would be i'm also not a blanket subscriber in going to the gym either i think everybody's body has different requirements and you know i know for myself now um in my 40s my body's changing it's not responding to a lot of stuff and after having my injury i train so that i'm not in pain and that, that's my goal, is the more I train, the less pain I have in my body, and that makes me feel good. The bonus of being consistent to that is I'm getting back into some of the clothes I've had in my closet for a while. So, you know, I think it's really letting go of all of the expectations and comparisons to what you're seeing out there in the world. Come back to what you feel is going to be right for you. Um, and working towards that, find an exercise that you enjoy doing, that you love doing. You know, if you love going for walks, just walk. If you love dancing, dance. You know, if whatever the activity is that you like doing, do that. You don't have to go to the gym in order to lose weight, especially when the body's holding on to a lot of emotional stuff. You know, I'm a huge believer and I've practiced it quite a lot in physical symptoms of emotional trauma. So, you know, quite often that excess weight can be to do with what's happening on an emotional mindset level. So, you know, once we start delving into that and we clear away some of those blocks, a lot of clients just tend to naturally notice that their physical body is changing anyway. So I hope you've gotten some comfort out of, This conversation this morning. Um, If you like it, please share it. If you've got any questions, please reach out. Have an amazing day, and I look forward to speaking with you all again soon. Bye.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second edition of the Courageous Coaching Podcast. Um, With only one and a bit days left of 2019 this whole podcast is about life hacking and how to set up your 2020. Um, Now, over time, you know, there's so much focus at this time of the year on goal setting. There's so much um, focus on New Year's resolutions. And, you know, the statistics show that by the time February comes around, most people have given up on them, or they've fallen short, whatever the reasons are. And I've been able to unlock over the over the last five years of coaching people's five simple things that really do contribute to that happening. So um, grab a pen and paper and just write down these little life hacks and it'll really serve you well moving into 2020. Um, hack one, define what success is for you. A lot of people talk about success they're aiming for success but they haven't actually gotten really clear on what success is for them you know some people define success by how much money they make by how many material things that they have other people define success by what they accomplish um for me success is just how you feel about everything you know like if i can go to bed and feel like i've had a successful day what that is for me, whether that's I've stayed in alignment, I've honoured my values, that to me is a successful day. So really get clear on what success is for you because so many people are chasing a version of success that's not even theirs, it's something that they think they should be trying to reach, that it's what society thinks they should be trying to reach. So it's really just a waste of time if it's not the way that you define success. So hack one is to get really clear on what success is. Hack two, Really figure out who you are now and who you want to become. So when you look at who we are as people, um, you've got to look at what makes you, you. You know, from a psychology perspective, you know, we delve into what is known as the Jahari window. So there's the known self, which is what is known to you and to others. There's the unknown self, which is your blind spots that other people can see about you, but you can't necessarily see about yourself. There's the hidden part of yourself, which is the facade, and everybody has one of those. They're the things that you know, but you don't really want others to know. And then there's that unknown part of yourself that you haven't yet discovered. And that's really quite exciting. So really get clear on what makes you you now and who do you want to become? And for you to become that person, what do you need to let go of? What beliefs do you need to let go of? What attitudes do you need to let go of? What fears do you need to let go of? So really figure out who you actually are. And, um, you know, that's, that's hack two. Hack three, get clear on your values. And when I teach this work, I really would like to define the difference between a virtue and a value. So virtues are your character traits. So things like integrity, trustworthiness, um, loyalty, all of those things are character traits. They're what make form your personality. And you can value certain character traits in a person, but they're not values in themselves. So really know that difference and get clear on what your values are. So values might be things like your health you know, if you really value your health, then going to the gym is going to be quite simple for you. You're not going to lack motivation. Eating better is going to be simple for you. You're not going to lack motivation. But if health isn't a value for you, you're just going to push yourself hard. You're going to look for excuses to not go. You're going to be bailing out all the time because it's just not something that's in alignment with who you are. It's just not something you value. And be okay with that. Um, You know, so many people set values based off what they think they should. You know, family is another one. Not everybody values family. That's okay. If you do value family, um, you know, you'll show up, you'll be contacting them regularly, you will making time to catch up with them regularly, like you'll be honoring that value in how you do things. So, that's hack three is getting clear on your values. Hack four is write down what you'd like to accomplish. So, sometimes when people are writing goals, often they're just writing a list of things they want to achieve and that's fine. So write down what it is you would like to accomplish in 2020. What would you like to achieve? What are the big things that you would like to achieve? And then sit down and look at whether or not those things are in line with your values and it's really important that they are because if they're not, your motivation will wane and you'll look for distractions to not get there. So that's hack four is write down what it is that you actually want to accomplish and then hack five is to get to work. You know that's where it's um, for you to accomplish those things. What habits do you need to have? What habits do you need to change? Um, you know what part of your personality? What skills do you need? Um, what's your plan? What's your timeline? How much money are you going to need? So it's getting to work on all of those practical things. So if you haven't learned these five hacks before or you haven't put them in that that order before do those first then start thinking about what your your long-term goals are because without doing these foundational things um it's going to be really easy for stuff to get into the way you're going to get distracted you're going to find excuses and you'll be this time next year and not much will have moved forward for you you'll be most likely in the same spot Um, Before I close off, just around the change, obviously to pull off these hacks and accomplish the things you want to, it involves change and there are nine clear phases to change. I teach that work um, separately by way of workshops. If you want to know more about that, you can look at the Facebook page, Courageous Coaching, or you can look at the website as well, Um, or feel free to message and ask a bit more about that. But when it comes to change, a lot of people want all of those things they can set up um, you know and go through what these values and everything are but then they're not actually willing to change who they are to become the person they need to be so that's why back to hack two is get clear on who you are now and who you want to become because who you want to become is exciting who you are now you know you've already gotten to where you are because of who you are now Just push yourself that little bit harder and go to that next step. Like make those changes. Actually do it. 2020, um, moving into not only a new year but a new decade, it's a really powerful time. There's a lot of universal energy supporting you. Um, It's a really big year to thrive and really take some action. Um, And I look forward to taking that journey with a lot of you. So have an amazing new year and I look forward to working with you all And speaking to you a lot more on this podcast in 2020. Happy New Year.